From The Ringer, I'm Tyler R. Times. When I spoke to NFL star Cam Newton in January, his mindset was clear. I want my whole career to be in Charlotte. Cam won't be getting that wish. He was released by the Carolina Panthers in March. Cam is a complex figure, and my interest in him goes far beyond his exuberant smile and transcendent style of play. Cam broke the glass ceiling in American athletics, ascending to a place in the sport that few black quarterbacks have ever reached, making his fall that much more dramatic. Over the past year, I've traveled the country speaking to coaches and teammates, friends and family, reporters, and even briefly to the man himself, trying to unravel the enigma that is Cam Newton. I uncover contradictions at every turn. How can the hardest worker on the team be depicted as a bad leader? And how can a franchise icon with the NFL MVP and Super Bowl appearance on his resume be so abruptly cast aside? The Ringer NFL Show presents The Cam Chronicles. The series premieres Monday, July 13th. Welcome to this week's episode of the JJ Reddick Podcast with Tommy Alter. I am coming to you live from Disney World, from the, the NBA bubble. bubble, the bubble, from the bubble, <laughs> from the bubble. We've got a we've got a great guest today, uh, Rex Chapman. You know, was one of the guys I looked up to growing up. Rex played in the NBA for twelve years, and, and a, a large part of his career were my sort of formative years in basketball in the mid nineties, uh, which is insane to say, cause that was 25 years ago. Uh, but Rex has been doing his thing on Twitter and, uh, we, we have a great draft for you today. I, I apologize on behalf of Tommy and I, and really the entire ringer company <laughs> for last week's draft. I don't think you should apologize. I have zero guilt over any of my picks. Although, you know what I, you know what I found out, which is really depressing. What? How much mayo? How much mayo is in honey mustard? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's th- this is my issue with mayo is I hate it on things, but mayo in anything else is fine as long as I don't know it exists. It's fine. I think we messed up because because no one picked ranch, and you're gonna have a condiment Ugh. draft. And ranch is dressing, but it's, it's also a condiment. Ranch is disgusting. What do you mean you messed up? You just don't like like mayo ranch. Okay, I get it. I don't like it. white creamy things. Okay. <laughs> okay. Caesar dressing is good. Besides that, everything else, no. Uh, all right. Uh, anyways, <laughs> our draft this week, we're gonna we're gonna with Rex, who uh is is uh is an authority uh on this topic, we're gonna draft the the best shooting guards of all time. Uh it was it's a lot of fun. All right, then. Well, let's get to our conversation with 12-year NBA veteran and Twitter superstar, Rex Chapman. Let's do it. Rex, great to see you, man. Man, I'm so happy to be here. I'm such a fan of yours, JJ. You know that. I hope you've been told that over the years. Uh, We haven't really ever had a chance to talk very much. Uh, I think I spoke to you once at, at when you were at Duke, right? 
Yeah, I was going to bring that up. So this was uh, my junior year, the fall. I remember the game. It was UT Martin, University of Tennessee Martin. And you came to practice the day before. And after practice, I was, first of all, to see you, I was nervous. No, I I mean that. (laughs) I was nervous. Uh, And... um, and and after practice, we we sat up in the stands for like uh, 15, 20 minutes. And I remember the only thing I remember you saying to me was we talked for a while, but the, the thing that stuck was um, you said something like, I know you can shoot. My question is, can you get down and guard in the post? <laughs> yeah, right. And the answer to that question is probably still no. <laughs> right. But I did tell you, you know, and I couldn't either. I just remember going, yeah. I do remember that and saying, look, man, we're undersized. Most of the guys that are position in the league are, you know, six, seven, six, eight, six, six anyway. Uh, but I, I did, I do remember saying, all you got to do is learn how to fight. If you'll fight, that's, that's half the battle. And man, you have, and you've come, I mean, you go back, I'm sure you, you look at some of your Duke footage, which unbelievable career. Um, but you know, you were, were mostly a jump shooter. You didn't, you weren't in pick and rolls. You could do all that stuff now. I mean, I, I love just watching the evolution of your game. You've gotten yourself in such good shape. Uh, I'm really proud of you, man. Thank you. No, I, I appreciate I, I, that. By the way, right now you've been in that hotel room there in the bubble now for how long? Uh, I am going on my 24th hour in this room. Uh, we were told it's a 36 <laughs> to 48 hour quarantine. Don't leave the room. So man, so, I'm just so Biden time pre- right now. How's everyone pretending to, to stay in shape? <laughs> uh, really? I mean, cause yeah. there's, there's zero chance. So you're, you're doing no cardio for what? 48 hours. Basically, so so this, this is a great question. We so we had a a workout yesterday early in the morning. So our flight, every, every team had to arrive at a certain time. So our our flight, you know, out was at around eleven thirty in the morning. So we all okay. went in yesterday, just because we didn't want to risk going three days without doing anything. Right. But right. Rex, here's the here's the crazy part. There's I think seven teams of the 22 that have shut their facility down over the last 10, 10 to 14 yeah. days. And some of those facilities have been shut for almost two weeks. Dude, I know, I, you know, when, when people started talking a, a couple months ago about getting it geared back up, I'm just like, man, I don't know. First of all, these guys are not wind up toys. You know, they haven't been able to run up and down the floor. They haven't been able to do anything. The basketball is going to be so bad what we're in the playoffs and they're in like for real preseason mode. Uh, and then on top of that, I still don't understand. I can't wait to watch if it actually, if you guys actually do, cause, cause everything is going to be said and everyone's going to hear everything that's said during the game. And it, it, it's going to be, you know, R rated. And I, I hope, I don't know how they're going <laughs> to deal with that. Rex, how concerned are you about injuries for the guys? Very, very. That feels like this. That feels like a big. People are not talking it, about it. They're talking COVID, but they're not talking. They're just basketball injuries. Yeah, you know, JJ can speak to it probably better than I can right now. I just know there's a difference when you're in a preseason game. Uh, one of the first, you know, your first. Well, how many of you guys have now? Six, maybe something like that. Your first Five or six, few exhibition yeah. games. Yeah, you're trying. You're, you know, you. <laughs> 
you're not going to sell out, you know, like it's the playoffs. And, but when you have to come into this situation and I know you're going to have a few games, I, I get it, but still, man, you haven't, you guys haven't really played in months and, um, you know, you will be able to see guys who've stayed in better shape than others. That'll be obvious. I, I, I know, and I know your guys have, uh, you got my guy, uh, Aaron Nelson there in new Orleans. He's my buddy. And, uh, he and Griff, two of my, two of my best buddies from, from our Phoenix days. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I don't know how I, I, yes, I, I am. I'm concerned about, well, all the players health and their families and all that for, from the coronavirus. but, uh, yes, the injuries, you know, you just don't want to see, you know, everybody. And again, I'm anxious to see, you know, the Lakers were rolling, right? You know how this goes. It's, it's hard to pick up. You know, some teams may just explode right now. Other teams may just, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. When I was a, when I was a young player trying to carve out a spot in Stan Van Gundy's rotation, I would come into training camp just in unbelievable shape. And those first few preseason games, when all the old heads and all the vets and all the stars were working their way into shape, I would try to murder. I would just go out there and try to kill people. And I remember Joe Johnson, who used to give our team fits. This is when he was in Atlanta. I said something to you, hey, Joe, how you doing, man? And he looks at me and he goes, stop running around, man. He's like, I'm just... <laughs> I'm just trying to get a few reps in, <laughs> get right. up and down the court. I'm not trying to go hard tonight. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I, I, I would like to get to the point in my career where I have that perspective. Yeah. You know, I, I never was able to get that to that way. You know, I, I, I had to grind it, you know, run around and be as light and as, as uh, hard to guard as I could be. So yeah, I get it. I, I, but I am, I'm concerned about your guys, uh, your, your health. I, I just hope that this all, I hope that I hope that the league can pull it off. I really do. One of the things, Tommy, that we haven't talked about in regards to this sort of uh, notion of of stopping and starting is for the guys that have tested positive or will potentially test positive for COVID. There's a there's a ten to fourteen day period where you're quarantining and you're not coming in contact with people. So to like a lot of those guys specifically for the nets that tested positive, you know, they basically said like, I can't, I can't then risk starting back up. And the closer we get to July 30th, that first game, you know, you, if, for instance, if I got, if I tested positive tomorrow, I don't know that I'd be able to play in a game on July 30th, having not worked out for two weeks. No way there. There's no way you could. That's the other part of this show. I've heard, you know, we all are dying for sports, you know, a lot has been said about, you know, LeBron's legacy and, you know, this could be a championship championship year for him and, and all that. Okay. You're, you get into the finals and he, he tests positive. And so now what it's just, I, again, it's a virus. We know it doesn't discriminate. Um, and, and I know you guys are in the best hands there. Our league, I'm really proud. I really am. I'm proud of how our league handled it. Uh, you know, we were, we were right on the front line of kind of saying, Hey, Hey, this is dangerous guys. And it's real. So I I'm, I'm really proud of the league and, and the steps that they've taken. I know that they're going to have your guys best interest at heart. Uh, I just, you know, I want you guys to be safe and your families. I was so impressed when we arrived yesterday and, and we were, we were the, you know, we were the team that arrived in that time slot. 
and and we we went to a room and and Mark Tatum from from the league and and some people spoke to us just about protocols and what the next couple of days was going to look like. We went through the testing. It was it was easy. It was easy. It was painless. You know, they 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 gave us a little a little essentially like an armband that's that's our everything, and it's our room key. And we just grabbed our bags, walked up to our room, had food delivered. Uh, probably an hour later. I mean, the almost amount sounds of, like it almost yeah. sounds like rehab. It almost <laughs> sounds like rehab. We'll talk about the food in a second. Yeah, <laughs> Rex. Okay. <laughs> if you if you want to bring that up later, we can bring that up. But I I, I just I, I was so impressed, like the amount of thought. Uh, and and attention to detail that's involved in trying to pull this thing off is is really impressive. I would imagine it is. You know, just knowing knowing how how the league does things at this point. Um, you know, you know how it is when you arrive on the road at a you know whatever hotel at two in the morning. Everything is laid out. You know, you pick up your room key. So I imagine it's going to be like that because uh, you know there's a there's a lot at stake. And 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 when we say that, we're talking about lives here man not did, not just did injuries they, did they stagger the arrivals like did you see anyone from another team no that's what was so strange and I, and I wanted to sort of bring this up but as rex just pointed out you know normally you 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 land in a city you get on the bus you go to the hotel there's someone from the hotel waiting for you in the lobby that you get your room keys you get your snacks everybody piles in the elevator and you go up and while you're there, you see other employees and you see other guests and maybe there's a restaurant open or a bar open. It was eerie when we got here. Yeah. You know, everybody's everybody's in mass. There's you know, no there, there's no one there. There's no autographers. Wow. There's people see? telling you where to go because it is a big property and they're telling you where to go. But it, it was it was really strange. And and so we didn't see any any other teams and and. Frankly, I don't even know who else you know has gotten here or not gotten here yet. Um, but I, yeah, I just—I mean, other than a Zoom call earlier today with with Tommy and some people, I haven't—I haven't seen anybody in in twenty four hours. It's, I bet it's weird, and and you know, it'll be interesting to see because you guys are—I I assume many teams in the same hotel. Um, I would think that there's a chance that, you know, if this does, if you're able to pull it off, you're going to make some really good friendships with guys you wouldn't normally have those friendships with. Right. So, I mean, just cause you don't play with them, you know, you're, you never spend time in town more than a night. I think that part of it's pretty cool. There, there is an opportunity there. We, so uh, we didn't know this really till we got here yesterday, but um, we're essentially just going to run into the people that are staying at this hotel until July 22nd. Once the scrimmages start, then we'll be allowed to go to the other hotels for restaurants or to see other guys. Yeah. So we're kind of basically, you know, hopefully we all pass our, our COVID test later today and which is, it's going to be in about an hour. And if we do that, we can practice late tomorrow afternoon. Uh, and, but we'll be from the gym to the hotel for the next, uh, what is that? 13 days with no real interaction with anybody else, you know, that's not here. Tommy, I want to, you, you had a question. Yes. Uh, the food, <laughs> the food is on everybody's mind because I forget who posted it, uh, a couple days ago. The first team that got there, I think it was Troy Daniels posted the food, just posted a photo of what it was with no caption, no anything, no description. He just posted it and people were going in on it for 36 hours. So how is it? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't describe the food as great, but you have to understand 
with the way this protocol works. So they're delivering the food on cafeteria trays right now. Okay. And the the menu is, is, you know, sort of picked by the team nutritionist. So it's a set menu and it comes in, in two like paper bags on this cafeteria tray. And they have these, these big carts and they're wheeling out the food you know, one floor at a time to 50 different rooms wow. or, thir- you know, whatever it is. And, um, and so your, your food kind of does, it gets there and it's not exactly warm, but we have, yeah. they, they put microwaves in our room. I mean, the setup is, is actually good. I actually have, uh, not all the, cause I've talked to some of the Utah jazz players that don't have outdoor space, but I'm on the ground floor and I have a little, um, outdoor patio with a couple chairs. So I've, I've gone out there today and gotten fresh air. No complaints though about the food. So it's just it's just not good. It's just not good. You're getting you're getting enough food, right? Yeah, of it's course. Fine. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know what? That'll of course this is going to be easier for someone like you who who is not only a, a pro, you're a professional. So it's going to be easier, I think, for some guy some guys who are going to be regimented all the time and what you do and how you approach it. For some of the younger guys who haven't figured that out yet, this will be a real and you know. We're, we're taking for granted that these guys are going to follow the rules. We hope they are. We hope you guys are. <laughs> I think it was, Tommy, was it Damian Lillard that said yeah, he, doesn't, that. he doesn't trust his peers? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is, he, is he wrong, though? Uh, I mean, I don't, he wasn't saying he, he didn't trust him on the court. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rex, <laughs> Rex, I'm curious, I'm curious your thoughts about this because, I mean, like, I don't blame him for not trusting his peers. Do you trust fellow Americans? We can't trust each other not to go to bars and stuff Man, like no. this. No, here's what I can't. Here's what I can't trust. I can't trust the single guys not sneaking girls in somehow. That's what I, I mean. These guys, these are young guys. Um, we'll see. Is there secu- <laughs> are there guys? Are there, can you see like security? Like, is there a uh, sense of like uh, these guys have like a thing in like an earpiece or something like that? See, you're like on it. See, JJ, you're on the floor level, man. Again, I, I mean, I'm looking you know, out. You know, these guys are going to yeah. do this. I'm looking out into like ten rooms. If my blinds aren't closed, I can look in like ten different rooms right now in a bunch of hallways. Rex, I I, <laughs> I want to ask you about I want to ask you about your NBA career and some stuff with Kentucky and stuff. But let's let's talk about Twitter for a little bit because you've carved out this amazing little niche on Twitter. I, I just looked it up today. You have 844,500 followers on Twitter. Um, not too long ago, you had like 50,000. Yeah. A- and it all started with a video you retweeted of uh, a dolphin jumping into a paddle border. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really and truly. Uh, it's so dumb, JJ. You know, I played played ball forever, high school, all American and, and in college, and then the lottery pick and played basketball in the NBA for 12 years. And I got out and, uh, you know, I, I wasn't even, I wasn't on social media. This was two, year 2000 or so, but my, my last three years of playing and Aaron and Griff know this story. Well, I, I, I was, I had seven surgeries my last three years and right at the end of my last gain or I had an emergency appendectomy doctor gave me Oxycontin. And within days, I, I felt like I was in love. I felt smarter and nicer and kinder and gentler and all kind. It was, and I spent better part of 14 years battling painkiller addiction in and out of rehab and just 
a, a lot of ups and downs. But around 2010 or 11, I think I got on Twitter. Jim Rome, a buddy, told me said you should get on Twitter. So I did, and I think I had just from basketball. When I got on Twitter, like within a few days, had 30 or 40 thousand followers, and maybe may have had 50 or 60 until a year or two ago. And uh, yeah, I put out that video. I would really you know, to do what I do now, just talk basketball, he kind of needed social media presence, but I was getting so disheartened with the political climate. And I just, I wanted off. I just wanted off of social media. Uh, I was being too snarky all the time, just condescending and, and an asshole. And uh, so I, um, I just happened upon that video put out blocker charge. People thought it was kind of, kind of clever and that's it. So really I just started doing that and it kind of took off. And now I, I'll post dog videos and feel good videos and try to try to throw in a, I don't know, a worldview from time to time that I feel strongly about. And that's it. Also, but that's also, it. also you, you are very ahead of the curve on the Karen videos. <laughs> very it's like rex's number if someone's freaking out in a in a walmart or in a trader joe's rex is, has it first i love them i love them and i hate them you know uh it, but it is it's just entitlement right and look i've 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 been pathetic on video before as well so you're never we as all, worse we as, all have we all yeah have. we're, we're never that's right and you're never as worse as your bad uh never as bad as your worst moment and uh, unless you don't try to improve, right? Right. You said it best. Twitter is a trap. It's a trap. It's so hard to go on Twitter and scroll through your timeline or your feed and not develop snarkiness and 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 you know being condescending and uh, sarcasm and 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 I, I mean. I've spent more time on Twitter during this pandemic in these four months than it's I did real healthy, for the it? rest of you know oh, the rest of the time I've ever yeah. been on Twitter combined. I mean, it's it, I've spent so much time on there, and then you, when you factor in the political climate, it's really hard to go on there and leave in a good mood. Yeah, it is. It really is. You know, and, and I, I don't know. It's just. But you, a, you, I, Rex, I think you do find that you 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 have found a balance though between the uh you know hu humanity posts yeah and yeah, those are and good. and the the karen posts so so is it like what's your inbox like in terms you know, of people sending you content to put it's up so it's so great and easy at this point just because there's so many people that send send good stuff you know you got to kind of go through some of the crap in order to find it sometimes but no it's it's all good um you know i i the the crazy part is you can post anything and somebody will have a problem with it. I don't know how you guys do it, JJ, because really, um, when I, when I retired, it was 2000 and a couple, a year or so later, Stevie Nash, one of my good friends, he was back playing in Phoenix. I was working in the front office there and he told me he was, he had something to do. There was a game that night at the sun's arena. And he said, but I got to do this social media thing at two. I was like, what a social media. He, I said, man, I, I couldn't have done any of that. If I, I, I don't know how you guys do it. I guess my question is, 
you know, when I was growing up and uh, you probably remember, you know, kind of pre-internet, you, you, you read about or heard about what happened in a game or practice or whatever the next day you, you, cause you in the newspaper, you guys are on Twitter, especially you guys are getting instant feedback, instant, instant responses from haters a lot of times. And, uh, you know, I know it's tough to, it's easy to say, ah, I don't listen to it. Man, that shit's got to be hard. It's, it's at times it's hard to avoid it. It's hard to avoid it. The first question I have for you is actually back to social media for a second. JJ and I talk about this a lot with him, you know, where the level of attention he got playing at Duke first in high school, but then really playing at Duke, how things would have been different with Twitter and with social media and whether he even could have withstood the heat that would have come from being the most well-known college player in the country. You had a version of that both at Kentucky, but then even in high school where you were this that cocky white guy that yeah. was just the killer. And if you had been, in, if you had been playing in 2020 in high school, like how mentally would you have been able to prep for that? Johnny Manziel. Probably. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and look, I, I, I've seen recently where he's starting to kind of, you know, figure things out a little bit as an older person and I'm all for that. But yeah, I, I was just, there was so much, so fast. So, and you're in a small little bubble where all they care about is, is, you know, Kentucky basketball. I, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world, but it was, it was different. It, it was definitely different. Um, you're, you're, inst- you're instantly hated in every building you go to because you're a white player. I, and I, that's because you're a good white player. And at nowhere, there's nowhere like Duke for guys to go through that. I think, you know, Christian, JJ, you know, Wojo, Bobby, all those guys, you just, and and some of it's probably the media playing it up and you're on TV all the fucking time. So we're not here at Kentucky. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Okay. Tommy, Tommy, it's funny. I would, this was, this was literally my next question for Rex. You, you and I are on the same page today. I was literally going to ask him about that. Rex would have been a viral sensation. Like you Rex would have been, been on Ball been is massive. Life and Overtime. Yeah. You would have been massive if you had if you had been in high school now. But the, the, yeah, that's just, the weird thing. It's just like 15-year-old. It's not even just college yeah. players. It's it's Just it's from kids. the dunking. Yeah, just from the dunking part of it, though. Yeah, probably. I, you know, what's crazy is that I, you know, I grew up just like everybody else. All my friends just, you know, praying to grow at night, praying to grow and measuring myself every day, you know, every other day. Oh, I got, I'm, yep, I'm taller. And then my best friends, two of my best friends, we were ninth graders together and we all made the varsity team. I was five, eight. My buddy was five, seven, our, our point guard, best friend. And our other buddy was a three man. They started every game our freshman year. I played freshman JV and varsity the whole season, never started a game. and. I grew about six inches over that summer and I was kind of my sophomore year. I was kind of gangly, but starting to kind of dunk it. And then over that summer, things kind of came together athletically, but yeah, it was just, it was weird. I, I was lucky, you know, uh, JJ, you and I are probably similar height uh, right on, but I, I'm like six. I've just got the long six, 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 seven wingspan. That's it. 
I've got a negative wingspan. It's not jumping so much. He does not. I've got a negative wingspan. So thanks, thanks, Rex. There was never a point in my time. You and Stevie Kerr. There was never a point in my time in in my life where I could uh, where I could dunk like you. I will admit that. Well, I saw you the other day on, on social media. Was that two feet, two hands? Yeah, it was two feet, two hands. Can you one foot right hand dunk? A couple years ago, I could. I can only dunk off two feet now. Could, could you ever right leg left hand? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in yeah, the day, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up until up, well, I had a back injury. I do my first year that. with the Clippers. With my yeah. first year with the Clippers, and I missed half the season. Had some nerve thing happen in my leg, and pretty much from that point on, I lost I lost any semblance of bounce that I had. But That's so amazing, every, though. every year I gotta do I gotta like when I have my birthday or around my birthday. I just got to make sure I can still dunk. There you go. So I can don't still dunk too- at 36, but this is, <laughs> I don't I know how much longer. I asked yeah. you this on Twitter the other day yeah, and you did, did it at it. 50. I did it at 50. It wasn't, it wasn't what anybody would consider a, a good dunk. It was, <laughs> I sneaked it in, um, may have, may have gotten, you know, my fingertips above the rim, pulled the break away down, uh, landed, hurt my back. And so I decided I'm out. I haven't tried it anymore. I'm done. <laughs> what was your favorite dunk ever? You know, I had a good one. I had a good game dunk on Herb Williams, my rookie first or second year. And again, uh, you know, I sneaked a lot of people just cause, you know, a lot of NBA guys, they didn't watch a lot of college games back in the day. And they certainly didn't think that I was going to come running in and, you know, take a, take a bounce and, and, I, mean, I tried to dunk on everybody. I really did. Uh, I used to get, I used to sneak Patrick all the time. I got Herb Williams once my rookie year, really good in Dallas. I got Manute. I got Sean Bradley, <laughs> Manute, Manute and one in, in Oakland. I landed on the ground and he looked down at me and said, you do that again, little boy, and I will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so yeah, no, it, I, I was just, I was just lucky, man. Just, just really lucky. I don't know how you do it, JJ. I, I was a volume shooter. I was a, uh, I would get hot. I would get cold. I was a terrible bench player. I, you know, if, if, if you needed me to come in and make, you know, two out of four threes, I'm probably not your guy. I'm going to go over four or make all four of them. So I, I don't know how you, you know, and going from, I, I was never, and I, I didn't stay healthy long enough later on to where maybe accepting a role coming off the bench, I could have, you know, kind of found my footing with that, but man, I, I how, you know, and I go to not only, you know, yourself, but, you know, you know, Reggie Miller, they, he started taking a backseat to guys on his team and just how the thing evolves. I, when you're able to go from a starter and, and a guy who started your whole college career, most of your NBA, and now to be able to, you know, go back and forth, uh, kudos to you, man. I, I think a big part of that though, was not playing really at all my first two years. And then sort of being a bench player there for, I guess, four more years or five more years after that shit, I was in Orlando for seven years. I didn't start, I wasn't a full-time starter until my eighth year. Yeah. So I had like a six year stretch where I was a full-time starter so for me, I mean, at this point, I didn't even think I'd be in my 14th year, Rex. I didn't think I'd get yeah. to this point. So for me to say no. a starter, not I'm totally comfortable with whatever. No, you know, that pro- in, in hindsight, that probably would have been good for me. Uh, you know, I went to a first year team in Charlotte. We were terrible. 
uh, me, Muggsy, Dell, uh, Stefan was born my rookie year. Um, and he's my first little NBA buddy lived two doors down, but we were terrible. And I started and played, you know, huge minute, you know, 35 minutes a night, but I was shooting, I think for most of my rookie year, I, a lot of my rookie year, I was shooting maybe 42%, 40%. Just, I was terrible. I, you know, guys were just, I was athletic and I would, you know, but I think had I had to earn it, you know, if I'd have gone to a, you know, just a, any playoff type team where maybe, you know, they had a, a guy who could show me a, a little bit more, me, Muggsy and Dell, we were, we were winging it on our own, just trying to, you know, Rex, do you think that some of that though was the lack of analytics back then? Like I, my assumption, and I, I, I wanted to ask you about nineties basketball in general, but this is something very specific to nineties up until about 2008, 2009, where, you know, coaches and players really didn't have the access to advanced stats and analytics that we do now. And so you look back at, at a lot of players from your era and you're talking about guys that were taking like 15 two point attempts a game. These are guards. You know, yeah, I know. And you know what? I, w- I, I made my money. Uh, I made my, my game was really, you pin down zipper for me. I'm going to get you a bucket at 15 to 17 to 19 feet. I, I started as I got older, started curling out further for threes and stuff, but that was not how we played back then. So, and we were playing with the three pointer. So yes, the answer is yes. Which, which years was the three point line, uh, closer in? Was that 94, 95, 96? Oh, which, do you remember? Yeah. I, I want to say 94, 95, maybe okay. something like that. Yeah, yeah, that was, and that was crazy too, because you went from, they moved the line in whatever it was. You never took that shot. You hadn't been taking that shot in years you know? And so now you're, so it just made no sense, but, and you had guys out there really with no business taking them thinking they should take them. But anyway, I think that's a lot of, a lot of the league now. Yeah. With the, <laughs> with nineties, with, with, uh, the last dance rather with the, with the last dance, I'm sure it, it brought back some memories of that era. I actually went on your, when I went on your Twitter profile earlier, your pin tweet was, uh, a, a fight montage, uh, yeah. a six minute video of, of a fight montage from eighties and nineties NBA. What, what, how would you describe that era? Obviously Jordan was a dominating force, mm-hmm. but how would you describe that era versus today? You know, I, I have a tough time with this. Uh, you know, fortunately I've been around the game now for 30 or 40 years. And I think guys like yourself, who played 14 years, guys like, you know, LeBron, you know, the guys of your generation, uh, you'd, you know, you'd be the best in any generation. You just would, you'd figure it out. The game you guys play is so much more. It's your fundamentals are so much better. You know, I, I, I saw you last year, break, split a pick and roll, go in right foot, threw up a lefty bank, hook sort of half hook and one off the glass, I would have run in and shot the ball this way. I wouldn't have leftied it. It's something we didn't practice. Uh, all of your guys handles are way better than ours were. You know, you think about Michael, you know, the only dribble move you ever see Michael really doing was the one on Larry and Larry standing straight up. 
you know, so we didn't, we couldn't beat, you know, you could beat guys off the dribble. It was a jab step game, you know, jab step shot fake. Um, so the game is, is just changed. I love how it's played now. Yes. I get my feelings hurt from time to time thinking, um, Oh, knock him down, you know, uh, which that's what we were told to do, you know, and that's the only way sometimes you can, you know, get a guy off, (laughs) off a great night is to knock him down, make him think about it. I just, I love it. I love the game now. Uh, you know, it was fun to play. I was built for this league today, you know, being kind of slight and yeah. Um, but no, I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't trade it. Rex, I was thinking about you during the doc because one of the, I forget what episode it was in, but one of the earlier episodes, they have the LeBradford Smith uh, moment with, with Michael. Yeah. How much do you remember about that? I was hurt. Uh, we, yeah. Uh, I didn't, I didn't play in the game and you know, LeBradford, LeBradford was crazy talented. You know, it was never a question of his talent. It was really just how hard he was going to work. And, but he was crazy talented. He just got hot, got really hot in Chicago. They beat us. We went back the next night and, and MJ did everything that they said he did. I mean, he, he just, but he did that. He did that to me also, uh, you know, that a year or two later, we played them in, in Miami. I was in Miami and we beat them and I had a big game and the year they went, uh, 72 and 10 we just sneak, we had like eight players and we, we beat them. They came down and partied on South beach all night. And I know that cause I was there. And, and so, uh, we sneaked them, we beat them. We played them at home two weeks later, two weeks later. And Michael and I had the same agent, David Falk, uh, forever. We played golf together. We bowled together, all that stuff, all throughout the years, charity golf events, all this stuff. And we played them in our building two weeks later. I think I had 38 or 39 in the game and we beat them and the, they threw the ball up to jump ball up. And he got me, cracked me right in the sternum with an elbow. And I went, Oh, like got me really, really good. And and I went, Oh fuck. It's going to be like that tonight. And yes, it was just like that. He got like 35 and didn't play the fourth quarter. And I went like three for 13 for 11 <laughs> points and we got beat by 40. Uh, and then they swept us the first three games uh, of the playoffs. Like uh, we were a JV team, but yeah, he was amazing. The doc uh, was amazing too. It was. Uh, th- you had 39, nine of 10 threes, including one of the threes in which you shot it and turned and ran down the court without watching it go. Those are great. Which is just a legendary move. It's it's legendary. It's a great YouTube. It's a great YouTube rewatch. You're 39 because you look really good. (laughs) It's uh, such an asshole move, but it's, it's when you feel it, you feel it. I want to, I want to leave some time for our draft here. So I want to, I want to, before we do it though, I, my fa- one of my favorite NBA shots ever uh, is from the 97 Western Conference first round. You guys are down three to Seattle, I think, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who was inbounding the ball? Jay, Jason Kidd. Yeah, that's what I thought. So Jay Kidd is inbounding the ball, and he just throws like a lob pass over to the right wing, cross court, Yeah. and you catch it and shoot a three off one leg. 
and it goes in. And I was, I'm 12, I'm almost 13 when this happens. God, and I'm, I like, fuck it. I go outside for like hours the next it day. It was like early in the morning on the East coast. Right? Yeah. No, it was yeah. a late game for me. So I, yeah. I went next day. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we lost that game in overtime and we had them beat, man. We, we were a, a seven seed. They were the two seed. We just had their number, but, um, we had run that play. Uh, it, it it's kind of hard cause we had Cade. The only reason we the play work cause we have Jason, who's one of the greatest passers ever, but then we had KJ and Gary was guarding me, Peyton. And we wanted to get uh, a switch with Gary and Hersey. And so, I just backpicked KJ. And so they immediately had to switch caused a little bit of separation, a little confusion, but then I didn't think Jay was going to throw it. And I stopped, I stopped yeah, and I yeah. thought, Oh shit, it's going to go out of bounds. <laughs> and that's really when I thought I got to shoot it. So, so it was so had it not you... gone in. Oh, <laughs> I mean, they, they, they'd have just run me out of town. <laughs> because like you because you st- because you stopped for a split second that's why you had to shoot it off one leg yeah because you hesitated also yeah. we had we had run that and that i could weirdly i could shoot a runner like that and just you know get up there get your it's just get your body square and i lived on the runner in the paint you know i really did that's i made a lot of you know just runners and floaters and leaners but we'd run that a few times during the season, we'd run it in practice, you know, a handful of times. It was a special that we had just, just happened to work lucky, but, but what a pass. I mean, just, it was like on the money. Fell it was on from the money. heaven. Yeah. yeah. All right. We're going to draft our all time shooting guard list right Let's here. Do it. So we're going to end up with basically the top 15 shooting guards ever. I'm not going to, so I'm not going to draft myself. So if you guys want to draft me, that's fine. First, okay. first pick. I'm so t- right. so so Rex. We just snake this. So if you got the first, so you've got the first pick. Yeah, it, it goes to the third. The third pick gets uh, two picks, and then it goes back. And then when it gets back to the first pick, he gets another two picks. Middle guy. I went, went to, to I, one. I went to public school in Kentucky. You'll remind me when it's my pick. All right. <laughs> All good. Uh, okay. Do you? Who wants to start? Rex, you're up. You start. All right. I got MJ. I kind of figured that would be All the right, number yeah, one pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has uh, to be. Not much debate there. By the way, there there are a few names as they come up. Um, we'll have to debate about whether or not they're actually a shooting guard. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. There that that will happen. Also, I had MJ in the other day. Seems like a great guy. Going to have a really good career. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Tommy, right. go next. Kobe. Oh man. Nicely okay. done. I'm gonna, right. I can't wait for this next one because, okay. Yeah, start, let's go. All right. I think the first two were expected. The third, in my mind, it's, it's, it's obvious, but D Wade is my, is my pick. It's hard to argue with D Wade, uh, not being in the top three of shooting guards all time. I'm going to, this may shock some people. And I'm, I was, I was really hoping I would get the fourth pick on this, uh, Manu for me. Oh, wow. <sighs> well done. Well wow. done. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, so you that's a good you really one. think you really think D Wade is just consensus top three? I'd have taken him there. The only other name that I think you could maybe consider there is Jerry uh, West. Yeah, I can't even. I almost I, I I don't remember Jerry, and I don't remember Oscar. So it's really hard. This is that that's a hard one. 
And then it's, there's a discussion. Cause I went on basketball. I spent like an hour on basketball reference yesterday, looking up certain guys. And for a lot of his career, Jerry was listed as a point guard. Oscar was listed as a point guard his whole uh, career. Yeah. So this is going to um, be part of the debate. Cause yeah. for my second, yeah, and, and, oh, I Harden. No. Oh, AI. Okay. That's a good one too. He's right okay. there for me. I would put him, I mean, championships aside, I think that pound for pound, he's, he has an argument for the top three. All right. Yeah. Bubba Chuck. I, I don't, I, I think AI was definitely an off ball player. I, so I, I, he's, he's a shooting me guy too. for sure. Me too. And I love him. I absolutely love him. Had him in Denver. What a fun dude. Love to play. Love to play. Um, all right. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to take a shot here. Ready? Clay Thompson. Whew. Wow. Interesting. Wow. Interesting. I love me some clay, man. Guards so, both ends. I Guards bo- plays both ends. Uh, shoots the shit out of it. Got a perfect demeanor. Doesn't, doesn't give a fuck. I love him. Uh, and he's big enough. Current modern day guy. I love, I love the pick. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think clay was going to go this high. I had him a little lower on my board and I would have liked to have ended up with him. He is one of my favorite current players. Absolutely. And everything you said about him is so true. His balance, his he's, balance, JJ. But he's also just the ultimate. He's a competitor, man. Yes. I'm low maintenance, low maintenance. I'm going to go out. I'm going to bust your ass on both ends. He's, he's unbelievable. All right, Rex, you get one more pick. Okay. Uh, here we go. I'm going to go, man. This, this, this came down to two guys for me. I'm going to go Reggie. It's hard to argue. It's hard to argue that. And look, I, I, Reggie, I hated playing against Reggie early on. We didn't really like each other very much. And over the years, I just, I, I, I you know what Reggie taught me, uh, JJ, I was a young player. He's I think a year ahead of me, but about three years older. So, um, he was busting my ass, uh, in Indiana, one of my first years and like he, and he'd make a shot and I just, I'd be so fucking discouraged. I shaking my head and all that. And all of a sudden I made one on him on the other end, you know, and he just took off running. Like, yep, that happens. Like he didn't let me, he didn't give me any life, you know, as a, as an offensive player, he was like, he didn't say good shot. He didn't, he, he almost like, yeah, I'll let you have one kept running, you know? So I, I, you learn a lot from these guys you play against and you don't like to admit that at the time, but you do. You know what I learned from Reggie? Just watching him, how to play off the, as an offensive player, how to play off the ball with your hands. Yeah. And oh, it's you, an arm you, wrestling match. Yeah. But it's, it's not blatant. It's like you it's use the hand. defensive momentum against him <laughs> and you, he's going this way and you give him a little nudge and all of a sudden you got four feet of se- separation. People don't understand how much grabbing there is though. That's going on. You know, you yes. got to get your hands up. Don't you yeah. know, all that. Hey, but, then you, but then you get a <laughs> quick <laughs> tug. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. So I, I have a question. Ready. I have a question before we get to my next pick for the two of you. Can can you clarify for the audience why Stefan is not on this list? Who? Like Curry. He's a he, point guard. He is a is point he, guard. He, to but me. is he just by definition a point guard? Because he does play off the ball sometimes. He's the primary ball handler for his whole career. So it's just primary. If you're the primary ball handler your whole career, because this is why I'm wondering. Also, where, but I, I I can see this question because I he's a, he is a bit of a two in my mind. Also, he's just such a yeah. He's a one though. Because I, I know why. My, my <laughs> next my next pick my next pick is gonna be James Harden, but Harden has the ball in his hands his whole the whole time. 
or it's hard to argue for Harden being a two guard right now. I think he's the primary ball handler. Yeah. He's more of a point guard right now than he is a shooting guard. And maybe if he guarded twos, I'd give him that. But he guards fours and fives. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, their their entire team guards fours and fives. We're in the third round, Rex. It's the most it can't be all perfect. So, so so listen, I think I love James. I think James you we, for this, for the purpose of this, I I'm gonna let this go. He's he's a he's a shooting guard for the purpose of this. And you their might have te- to play their team too. is really yes, we it true. And but their team is it's really hard. It to is. sort of categorize them by position on that team because yeah. they just don't fit any traditional mold. Very true. Very true. Um, all right, I got I got two here, and I'm all glad right. I ended up in this position because um, I get somehow with my like with like the ninth and tenth picks, I get number five and number six on my board, and that's I'm going to take Ray Allen and Clyde Drexler. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted Ray. I should have taken Ray third. Ray and Reggie to me, I mean, they're similar in a lot of ways in terms of their career. If you look at their advanced numbers, Ray obviously won uh two championships. Yep. Um, so he's got that. Clyde probably hit his prime at the wrong time, which was bad boy pistons. Uh, and then when they made the finals in 91 or 92. He's going up against Jordan, but Clyde was of that era, right below Jordan in terms of two-way. Would you agree with me, Rex, for two-way two-way guards? Yeah, except Clyde didn't. He he picked and chose, and, and he just did nights that he would play. You know, he would he would just cruise some nights when he didn't feel like he you know needed needed to really. So I'm with you on that, but physically also. He's, you know, people don't understand how strong and big and long Michael is and was. Clyde was six seven. He was taller and he had the same big hands and all that. He just, he really didn't have that just killer that MJ had all the time. So, but again, he was a handful all the time and he could do everything. Rex, did you play against Sidney Moncrief? Yeah. You did. It was uh-huh. later in his career though, right? Yeah, he he was he probably I probably we probably overlapped 3 years, 2 or okay. 3 years Cuz in the mid, in the mid 80s at this position he was a monster. He was. And the thing about Sydney though, Sydney 63. 63 yeah. but long, you know, really long, kind of built yeah. like Michael Cooper, just, you know, wiry. Yeah. Sydney was really good. All right, Tommy. Up? I'm up. My fourth I'm amazed this lasted this long is I'm going I'm going Jerry. Jerry West. Okay. I feel like I feel like he has to go in the top fifteen. It's crazy yeah, not to. I, I, he probably would if I'd seen him play. I just I can't. I, I mean, I, I definitely would see the play. Just every yeah. single, every yeah. single metric, yeah. everything like that. He's got to be there. Yeah, you got two. This is your last. I got two. Picks. two. All right, here we go. Joe Dumars. Oof. Glenn Rice. Okay, this is where I'm going to debate Ooh. you on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Not because Glenn Rice didn't have a flame a flamethrower, but was I, I, Glenn I, Rice a shooting guard? Every, six eight, baby, and in a day where you had, could post up. That's why I'm yeah. giving it based on guys I played against at this point. So you had to guard Glenn Rice. You, you guarded yeah. Glenn. That yeah. was your position that you guarded. Yeah. Okay, then absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was a two man for most of his career until later on. He was a spot up kind of three, four. But gotcha. Yeah, was he, was, was he more of a challenge than Mitch Richmond? 
Uh, very similar. And Mitch, Mitch is right there with Mitch and I came out same year. Uh, he was two, two years ahead. He was at K state. He was a bitch Mitch, Mitch, but again, you know, not as big as like Glenn Mitch, six, four, six, five, but you know, his nickname's rock and man, he, he could really go. And he was a, he was just dirty. You know, who else was dirty was Ricky Pierce, Ricky Pierce. Oh my God. That dude tormented me a few nights. Ricky Pierce was the Jamal Crawford of that era. Yeah. You know, he six was a man, he man. Was six man. He made all-star teams. He averaged 25 a game some years. He was, he was tough. He was amazing. Yeah. All right, Tommy, fifth pick for you. All right, I got a weird one. I don't think you guys are going to like it. <laughs> Rex, this is the thing. This has been the least controversial okay. draft we've had. That's all right. Pistol Pete. Oh. Maravich. P- okay, yeah. You know. I, don't, I don't think that's controversial. I, I 44.2 points per game. I do, at, at but that's peak. not in the NBA. No, but still, yeah. the guys, it's Pistol Pete. I think he's another one. He's just got to be in the, he's got to be on this Why? list. No, and not at all time. I love him. I love the guy, but no. One, I got one Glenn, agreement, Glenn one all day. <laughs> <laughs> I get into this. So I get into this debate all the time. Whenever I talk to my peers or even coaches in the NBA, where we talk about these sort of all-time rankings by position or by team, And to me, I feel like there's a separator between modern NBA and, and, and sort of the old, old world NBA. And the separator is magic and Larry. The separator is like right around 1980. It's like, there's that era. And then there's pre 1980, pre magic and Larry. And a lot of it has to do with the, you know, the, the, the number of teams, just frankly, I mean, the the ABA, I think was seven, the ABA NBA merger was 76 77, you're bringing in these teams. And there was another expansion in the early 80s. Then you talked about you were on the very first Charlotte Hornets yeah. team. Uh, so there's another expansion. There's another expansion in the 90s. So it's it's hard to, it, you're almost comparing it apples is. and oranges. It's hard. You really are. And the game and, has evolved too. Yeah, absolutely. All right, my, my fifth pick. Whew. What do you got? Man. So this is my question. Is Vince and T-Mac? No, Vince and T-Mac? They're both threes. Sorry. They're both threes. I, I, don't, I, already, I don't, George Gervin, I'd already had him too. No, they're threes to me. All right. So those were the three guys that I, I had questions about. All right. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with my, the last pick. I'm going to go Mitch Richmond then. Yeah, that's solid, man. It really is. And think about that. Um, I'll say this, you know, the, the Rockets won those two titles. Um, when Michael was away, they didn't ever beat him. They didn't ever beat them. I know there's, you know, people think that, there was a huge difference between those bulls teams and that rockets team. And I love Chuck and I love Kenny and all those guys, but they weren't beaten. They were not beating MJ and them. You, you saw how Michael felt about Clyde. They were never going to beat them. And Clyde during those years, he Clyde was right at at that moment. He was just starting to kind of decline. Who are the young guys in the league now? Tatum, Beal, like who are the guys who are like maybe five years from now are on this list. The twos now? Yeah. Tatum is the three. Tatum's a three. I would put yeah. Jalen Brown as a two on that team versus Tatum. Really? Really? Yeah. When I think, of, yeah, because when I think about a three right now, like the best threes, they're, they're not the primary ball handlers necessary, but they're the secondary shot creators. The majority of those guys. And, and Tatum kind of fills that role more so than Jalen, although Jalen is a stud as well. Um, I think it's, you know, it's Bradley Beal. Devin Booker. Yeah, very good. 
Devin, Those guys, Devin's really good. He's tough, man. He's so good, man. You know, and he's getting better with Monty. I, I need to say this before we go. Uh, you know, I've had ups and downs in life. And there's been so many uh, people who've helped me in the league in college, you know, from Danny Ainge to Robert Sarver, James Jones, uh, Griff, Aaron Nelson, there, uh, friends of mine throughout the, who, who were there for me when they didn't have to be. And, and for those people, I, I owe an, a great debt of gratitude. A lot of people who you wouldn't know their names, but, um, I'm just very appreciative. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to finally do this with you, JJ. Well, let's do, let's do this again, man. For sure. Rex, I appreciate the time, man. And thank you for saying that. Um, your story is incredible. Keep being a light for this world, man. You, you're awesome. So I, we really appreciate it, man. Thanks, bro. All right. Good to see you guys.